This is Sports Best Rated Sports Best Podcast for people with IBS here on Sports Best. We ironically take out the worst and only give you the best. We are podcasting fake live and direct on the Believe Podcast Network. The big, good-looking guy over there is Andrew Keller, and he's been working without power for the last few days. So he said to send homing pigeons if you wanted to get a hold of anybody. And I am Larry Olson, and I raise his homing pigeons. Hello there, Mr. Keller. Hello. I want to point out that we um, don't use IBS to take out the best. We we just hand select the, the best. It doesn't come out the IBS way. <laughs> I was going to let that go, but uh, I like that you're bringing up the irritable bowel syndrome. Did you, I, you're the one that brought it up, not me. I, I just was merely stating the fact we're number one with people with IBS. Um, <laughs> did you see the world series did you did you see it did you watch the game six of the world series i watched it for you yeah it was did you uh, really i did yeah i uh, i actually had to find it i had trouble finding it but i watched it because i knew that you were you were engaged did you watch game four coincidentally uh, did you tune into game four in any capacity i tuned in all of them andrew as you know i'm a dodger fan so i watched them all oh I was with you and you said you weren't going to check the score and you weren't going to watch the game. So maybe you lied to me. I had one eye on the phone just to see how we were doing. And you won. Well, you know, we won the whole thing. But here's the worst part. We won the whole freaking thing and all anybody wants to do is talk about the coronavirus. Now, maybe you could do a better job explaining this to me than I can to you. But here's the bottom line. In the middle of the Dodger game, one of the Dodgers, Justin Turner, the third baseman, magically disappears from the game. We don't know what happened. They don't say what happens. The telecast, nothing. He just leaves. Then right after the game ends, they say Justin Turner has tested positive for coronavirus. Okay, no problem. Next, we flash to the celebrations on the field. Justin Turner is now on the field, and they've just told us he's got the coronavirus. I'm baffled by this whole thing. How in the world, in the middle of a World Series game, can someone get tested for coronavirus and have to be pulled from the game? Nobody will say. They won't tell us. Everything about this is strange. There's a lot of people that are angry. There, a USA Today article that was basically an opinion article about how this is what's wrong with America. And I don't know if I would go that far, but <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. Like I, I, I say, if I had trained something for my entire life, it was the p- pinnacle of my world, the pinnacle of an entire county, big part of the US. I don't know if you could keep me out from celebrating. Like, it's nice to say, after the fact that he shouldn't have been out there. And that's true. He probably shouldn't have been out there celebrating with people, but he, he made it out there. I, I, but I think the, cu- the most curious thing is how they got the positive test in the middle of the game. That's the yeah, weirdest part. That, I think that is the weirdest part. I, I, I'm, I'm on both sides of this, right? He's clearly been in the dugout and hanging out with everybody for the majority of the game. Any, anyway, so they either got the coronavirus before they left from him. Although on the other flip end of this, what a horrible look that this dude is running around on camera as a super spreader. <laughs> like he's like, like they have pictures of him with the team as a super spreader when he knows he's got coronavirus. Yeah, I mean, I guess the, the silver lining, because this is sports best, this is potentially a anecdotal test case of what happens because people are going to be exposed to COVID and whether they contract it or not would be an anecdotal focus on anecdotal test case of if you're outside, you're less likely to contract it if you're exposed to it. Only the Dodgers could win the World Series after a 32-year absence, and only everybody's talking about the coronavirus. Only the Dodgers. Would you rather have there be coronavirus talk about your third baseman or get caught cheating? 
I think I would take the, I think I'll take the coronavirus. I'll take There's so much hate for the Dodgers. Everyone's like, oh, only the Dodgers and a asterisk season, a shortened was, <laughs> it's just, there's no love. Did they, um, did they get together? Did you hear the fireworks in your areas? Did the, did the people do the hollering and the hooting and the chanting? Uh, I'm not sure if you know this, but I'm actually in the Bay Area right oh, now, so I did right. not hear Doc, any fireworks. But I did watch from the Bay Area, and I contributed to one of the viewers, which subsequently was the lowest-rated World Series in modern history. How, how could that be? Maybe it's because people have their outside, they're eating. Maybe other people are mingling. I don't know why they're not watching TV, but all sports are down. So the series of the six games averaged 9.785 million viewers per game, which sounds like a lot, but they shattered the previous low record, which was in 2012, the Giants versus the Tigers, 12.7 million per game, which is really low. Coincidentally, I went to game two of that series in person. Mm, humble brag. How um, get that in? So get this real quickly. So pandemic, we have nothing on the TVs for four months. Right. Then we are inundated, and I have to come on Sports Best and say every single day, there are every single sport possible in the whole wide world being played every single night. And then Tuesday, World Series, then last night, we're recording this Thursday, there was no sports again at all. There was nada. So I'm like going on the sports roller coaster. The collective United States is like a dog that's chasing a car. The car <laughs> stopped. We got all of our sports, and we don't know what to do with it. <laughs> seriously yeah but i mean should we start feeling bad for the owners of major league baseball i mean the, the net the mets are valued at 2.4 billion dollars so ratings are down but uh these guys let's not cry a river for major league baseball quite yet them and their ridiculous stats it's never too early to think about next season andrew uh-oh I would like to maybe, maybe, maybe we put a man rub on this. I don't know, perhaps, whatever. But the Dodgers won the World Series. Do you think they'll win the World Series next year? Or do you have another team that is your prohibitive favorite? I want to go with a long shot so I can get a longer man rub. And maybe I'll go with (laughs) the Texas Rangers. I want to put a pin in that real quick. It's Friday. We haven't gotten a KBO update in a while. So maybe you're trying to slide that under the radar. We can talk about that off air. Are you gonna are you gonna put uh, smart money on the Dodgers for next season? So I like that you put a pin in it. I didn't know that um, you kind of threw this wrinkle that the longer of the long shot you take, the longer man rub I have to give you if that long shot wins. I mean, what do you think the point of having a long shot is? It's the odds. <laughs> it's the big payout. That's what you subscribe to for all of your betting. So like, like is it like an extra minute of rub per per? Yeah, per, per us. Per so odd. twenty to one is. 20 minutes per one minute that we bet so what if you take the bets and they're like 50 to one i gotta give you a 50 minute man rub mm-hmm. yeah it's, <laughs> it's okay i already have some coconut oil that you can use it's <laughs> you started this story off it's never too early to talk about contenders like was tuesday before the world series was over was that too early when no when is it okay the- to go the minute Justin Turner walked out of the field celebrating with his coronavirus, <laughs> that is when you could start to say, predicting next year. When Justin Turner takes his mask off, you're allowed to talk about these. Types I would of say things. this, if it was between <clears throat> my one of my kids dying and me having to make a bet for, I know that's horrible. 
I, I got to believe with everything in my, that the New York Yankees are going to win the world series next year. That's just it. If they, if they haven't won it in too long, they're going to pay off the refs. They're going to, God's going to create an earthquake, whatever. Yankees are going to win the world series. next. All year. right. So if the Yankees don't win the world series, we're going to go to San Francisco. We're going to set up an altar on Kizar field and we're going to sacrifice one of your three kids. That's great knowledge, Keysar Field. That is that is serious San Francisco knowledge right there. Home of Andrew Keller's Beer Mile. <laughs> so Los Angeles County is stacked right now. The Lakers won the NBA title. <gasps> the Dodgers won Major yes! League. And yes! the baton has been passed to the LA Rams. Jared Goff is going to have to get the trifecta hooked up for LA. Are they going to be able to do it? What could, that's well, a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure um that would be really cool can i take it one step further Mm -hmm. what about the kings win the hockey championship so the rams win the nfl championship and then the kings win the hockey championship that would be amazing i i'll I'll pause the recording right now and let you go find your ticket (laughs) you have the parlay for the 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 lakers the dodgers and the rams how much does that pay on a five dollar bet that would be that would can you even bet the parlay that's where we need to turn kirk can you bet a parlay for champions of sports yes i mean why wouldn't you you can bet for everything you can bet you can bet but you can't parlay that bet oh i think you can okay i'm sure someone will give you action maybe we should parlay for the rangers the dallas stars and the mavericks i'm not going to put any money on the cowboys you know what purposely left off i got no problems betting on the the mavericks winning the nba championship no problem next year i have no problem cowboys a bit of a rut in a bit of a rut to win the, uh, by the way, I mean, are, what are they, one and six? Do they have the, they shouldn't even have a win. They should be over. I want to take a little detour real quick. What happened to Mark Cuban and his sideline antics? I feel like he's gotten billionaired up. He used to be the anti billionaire and now he's, he's on uh, Shark Tank. I don't know. What do you, what do you think about Mark Cuban? Is he, should we still like him? I feel like he is definitely filming too many episodes of Shark Tank and his, his focus is elsewhere. It's not on the Mavericks. It's not about getting Dennis Rodman to kickstart the franchise. I mean, I feel like Dennis Rodman was the kickstart. Once he bought him, he's like, we're just going to have a sideshow for a while. He gets Dirk in there, and they win the championship. They beat the LeBrons. Let's um, let's let's get to the place where we can make a little bet on the Cavs. Let's do that. Well, we got right. betting. We got a great bet. Uh, should we do the betting thing now? Why don't you do your betting story now since we're talking about betting? This guy was on track to win a million dollars on a DraftKings contest. So he's in it. And the last piece of the puzzle was the Bears sacking Jared Goff. And the NFL decides later that they're going to reverse it. And so instead of winning $1 million, this guy from St. Louis dropped down into an eight-way tie and he got paid $3,000. So he went from winning a million to the NFL making a subjective call and dropping down to three thousand after taxes, he's only gonna get about eight bucks. Um, so how <laughs> what is it like a twenty-four hour correction? Like so, for twenty-four hours, you think you're a millionaire, and then you're like a thousandaire. Yeah, I think so. Well, no, eight bucks after the taxes. Okay, you're an eight dollar an air, eight dollar an air. Um, I would spend it all that night. Like that, that would be a tragic turn of events. Like before the- I go to bed, I'm spending it. Well, that was my one question. That was my that was my little like. How soon after winning a million dollars do you make a purchase? Immediately, <laughs> I can just submit my expense reports to the NFL, being like, "Hey, you're on the hook for this." 
honestly, that's like the ultimate blue balls, man. You are like, I think you got a million. The NFL makes a correction and you got $8. What's the first purchase you would make? Uh, I definitely probably would go to a really nice restaurant. Can you do that oh. th- these day and age? Can you go to a restaurant? I'm not sure if you can or not. I would you know buy, an, I'd buy an indoor soccer team. Really? Those are worth about 80 grand. No, seriously. I've had this dream forever to buy like a fourth division British soccer team and then like slowly take them up the ranks to be the most successful soccer team. There's a movie I watched on a plane about that. I'll have to look that up. But uh, basically this guy did that. What's the what's the Ted Lowe's the movie on everybody's telling me to watch it on Apple TV plus it's got the guy from Saturday Night Live Ted something or other it's about he's like an American soccer coach who goes to coaches. Oh, um, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, that was based on like a sketch that they did like five years ago and then they like extrapolate that's kind of like all the SNL movies that got made into something it was just an idea. Um, Ted. Ted, Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso, Ted Lasso. Yeah. Ted Lasso. I've had so many people tell me that I didn't need to watch Ted Lasso. That guy's married to like Olivia Munn or the girl that looks like Olivia Munn. I don't yes. know. Not the bad looking. This Not is good looking. podcast material right here. Not right bad looking. Here. All right. Uh, the NFL weekend is coming upon us, Andrew. Sunday's clash for first place in the AFC North features the Steelers, Mike Tomlin, the coach versus the Ravens, John Harbaugh, the coach. They're going to become the first pair of head football coaches in Super Bowl era to face off 25 times in the regular season. Does that mean anything to you? I think it's uh, a testament to them sticking around so long. I don't know what the average duration of an NFL coaching career is at one place, but uh, that speaks to their longevity, right? Of course it does. Um, Jim Harbaugh, not Jim, John Harbaugh holds the edge 13 to 11 over Tomlin. And in the regular season, they first met in 2008. Um, two-thirds of the games have been decided by four points or fewer, including four overtimes in those 25 games. That's crazy. Harbaugh also has the edge on Tomlin. He's the fifth highest paid coach at $9 million a year. Tomlin is number eight at $8 million a year. I, I would rather have Tomlin as a coach. I feel like based on nothing other than he looks like a guy I'd like to – he just seems more – I don't know. I think they're both great, but I like Tomlin. I think okay. I just like the Steelers. Should I take Harbaugh? Me. I'd rather have Harbaugh be my coach. You could have Harbaugh. Yeah, because then you have, well, I have I have a million dollars extra because in this scenario, I'm the coach and I'm paying him a million less. I, that's um, impressive. That's longevity. I, the coaches get fired all the time. The only two coaches to have ever coached each other against each other more, George Hallis and Curly Lambeau met 48 times. Do you know who Curly Lambeau is? Uh, sounds like a bald guy. It does sound like a ball go, but I think if you're thinking of the street three sturges, just listen to the name again. Curly Lambeau. Oh, does he have a field? He does have a field. Uh, well, the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay Packers. He he started the Green Bay Packers and was the first coach of the Green Bay Packers. George Hallis, coach of the Chiefs. Lambeau, 48 times. And then also Lambeau and Steve Owen coached each other 28 times. I'm looking at my notes right now from intern Kirk, and Curly Lambeau is the first one to ever do the Lambeau leap. He invented the Lambo leap. He jumped into the stands. Everybody patted him on the head and they threw him back into the field to play. You know, that's something to do back in 1910. It takes some guts to lump, jump into the stands. Yeah. I, Wearing I, leather helmets and the whole thing. I don't think I'd do it. Do we care at this point about NASCAR? Do we care about the NASCARs? Is NASCAR the number one sport in the U.S. or it's the fastest growing <laughs> sport in the U.S.? Uh, no, I want to push back a little bit. I think it was in 2002 it was the fastest growing sport. But we're 18 years past that. I care. So what happened? So they were supposed to race on. They're in the playoffs. So they, yeah. they, they're they in the NASCAR playoffs. And they were supposed to race on Sunday. 
but they mm -hmm. had some uh, temperature and moisture issues. So they had to literally wait 72 hours. They didn't race until yesterday in Texas. I thought Texas it never rained in Texas. Speedway. Texas won the NASCAR playoffs. Texas won. The state weather in Texas won. Kyle Busch now has won a race in NASCAR 16 straight seasons. Is that impressive? That's very impressive. I think it's a championship. Is it? Oh, it's a race and everyone. Yeah. I saw he won this by half, less than half a second, but and it, he did a victory. He did a victory burnout and then ran out of gas. He had to get towed to victory lane, which is, it's amazing. I think that's like, Hey, listen, I got just enough to, to do this donut and you guys are gonna have to come get me. Yeah. Have you ever run, a, run out of gas before? I have. Fan of the show. Ryan Keller has run out of gas three times in one week. Okay. So he's obviously, well, I don't know. Obviously everybody doesn't know, but he's a really intelligent human being. Yeah. Is he, is he just like a mad scientist who just never looks at his fuel tank? Uh, I think he he's he's an optimist. We'll call him an optimist. This gas tank isn't almost empty. It's it's filled. It's still it's full. It's, it's, it's still full. full. Yeah, it's still full. I ran out of gas. I, it was in a 1965 Mustang. It was an old car. It didn't have like oh. the fuel ejectors and all that stuff. They tell me if you run out of gas these days, it really kind of messes up your car. Oh. I don't think I've run out of gas in a modern car, but I ran out of gas once in high school. And the guy behind me, I was like right in front of a gas station. And this guy is like, hey, do you want me to push, give you a push? I was like, yeah, I'd appreciate the help. He's like 20 bucks. I was like, no. <laughs> we call him the Samaritan. Funny. He's not the good Samaritan. We call him He's the, the Samaritan. Samaritan. <laughs> oh. Female football phenom Sam Gordon has sued the school to offer girls teams. Do you remember Sam Gordon? Do you remember those YouTube videos of her just like running all over everyone? I remember watching those like eight years ago when she was in Pop Warner football. Okay. So do you remember her or no? I, I don't watch little girls on YouTube. You, you so I'm. Well, it, it was a viral video that went around. Okay. And I don't do that, but go. I'm glad you glad you do. She played Pop Warner football and her <laughs> parents put this highlight reel together and she would just be breaking tackles. And the, the first carry she ever had in her football career was a touchdown. You tried out for the quarterbacks. How many touchdowns did you score? Um, nuns. 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 <laughs> anyway, nuns. so she filed a lawsuit to try to get girls football offered, which I think it's interesting in youth football where people are like trending away from not even playing. They're trying to establish female teams with the CTE and all that stuff. Even if, even if her suit wins, she probably won't even get a chance to play because she's a senior right now. The, the court's their closing arguments are set for this week. I am not, I want to reiterate, I'm not a male chauvinist. I got a daughter trying to raise her the right way. I feel way. like saying it means you are. I so. want to reiterate, <laughs> I'm not a male chauvinist. But this story really ticks me off that a, a lady, a young lady, is suing a government agency to have tackle football for girls. Well, I mean, maybe five years from now, we'll look back and say she's a pioneer. I mean, she's not suing for her to be able to do it. I just come on don't we get better can we find a cure for cancer can we go stop spreading coronavirus can't someone i just why do we got to sue people to play tackle girls tackle football yes yeah, sam gordon other than playing football you should be curing COVID 19 i'm not saying she should become a pixie or girl scout that's not what i'm saying I'm just saying yeah. can't, does she can't make a better use of her time than the sue to get a girls football league i don't know 
I'm, I'm, I support it. If people want to play it, let's do it. Also, Sam is an accomplished soccer player. She's been on back-to-back Utah State Cup championship teams. She got a 32 on her ACT and has a 4.0. So well, she's, she's going places. She is. And she's focusing on what she can't do instead of what she can do. She yeah. can play soccer. She can go to Harvard. Instead, she wants to sue the state to get a girls football team. So is it safe to say that if I buy us tickets to the first football female high school team, you're not going to show up? Guess what? I'm going to buy the beer and the peanuts and the hot dogs, Andrew. Woohoo! Guess Thank what? Uh, Andrew's going to send more money on those tickets. You've been listening to Sports Best. He is Andrew Keller. Theor- in theory, his uh, power is going to stay on, and he will no longer have to use homing pigeons to email me or message me for the week. For Andrew Keller, I'm Larry Olson. Thanks for listening.